What's up, y'all? It's Russ Parr, and welcome to the Russ Parrcast. Today, we have a fantastic show. Well, it may not be fantastic, but it's going to be a show. We're going to talk to the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, and she's going to talk about the importance of us, especially people of color, about getting this vaccine, man. We need to do this. Also, we're going to be talking to Armstrong Williams. You remember January 6, 2021, the insurrection? Armstrong Williams, a black conservative, was caught up in the middle and found himself with a camera right in the middle of the rotunda. His story about some of the stuff that went down that's been unreported is going to freak you out. And then, of course, we'll end the show with my rant where I talk about shit that pisses me off. So let's get it started with the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Mr. Parr. First of all, if I haven't told you, I just want to say congratulations, and it is such an honor to be able to talk to you. Oh, thank you, Russ Parr. That means so much coming from you. Thank oh. you. I appreciate that. Well, it was, let me just say, it was a group effort to yeah. get where we are today. Absolutely. And, and it was a lot of folks who worked really hard and stood in lines and, and took the time, um, mm-hmm. and and it was really extraordinary. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Well, I think what you're doing right now is, is truly extraordinary. I noticed... You took the uh, vaccine last month. And the big problem, obviously, you know, is that a lot of folks that kind of look like me and you um, are listening to all this this misinformation. Uh, There is, I talk to listeners every day. There's a fear of taking this vaccine. And I'm so glad that you rolled up your sleeve and used yourself as an example. Thank you. It's important for people to realize that one, you have to get the vaccine. Like, we know the history with that stuff, and we always have to speak truth about that. Mm-hmm. But on this vaccine, look, black folks are dying all over our country at far greater rates than most others. Mm-hmm. Are contracting the disease at far greater rates. Black small businesses going out of business at far greater rates. The impact of this virus, this COVID virus on the black community has been profound. Mm -hmm. And we now have a vaccine that was one of the leaders in creating it was a black woman. Yep. And it, it will save life. It will save the life of the person who gets the vaccine. It will save the life of their, the family and the community. When we say we will, Stand in line when it is our turn. We are going to get that vaccine because the scientists created it. The scientists approved the, the distribution of it and taking care of ourselves. So we kind of know now that the Trump administration did not have a rollout plan for the vaccine. The scientists did their job. They, they got us a vaccine that is supposed to be very effective. And I, I, I'm just curious what is the Biden administration going to do to, like, pick up the ball and try to run with it at this point? You hit it on the head, Russ. Um, so, it, listen, the Trump administration plan to distribute the vaccines is falling far behind where they said it would be and where it should be. Look, I, I'm always going to talk straight with everybody. It's going it, to, it will probably get worse before it gets better, right? There's been no meaningful plan by the Trump administration to really deal with the distribution, right? Um, you know, states and local governments are, are, are being left to their own devices to figure out how the distribution will occur. And it, it, we, we're going to come in with an intention to use the Defense Production Act in a way that we can 
we can make vaccine production happen in a faster way and show that vaccines are safe. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we're going to remind people you need to wear a mask. Yes. Nobody likes to wear a mask. I don't like wearing masks at all. Yeah. But it is about love thy neighbor and love thyself. I hear you. So what is the plan going forward? We're going we're gonna to move quickly and we're going to need the support of Congress and, um, and, and to do everything that we want to do, which is about getting the vaccine distributed to everybody in an equitable way. Yep. Um, it's going to be about opening back up small businesses. It's going to be about getting our kids back in school. Mm. All of these things are priority. Once again, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, it's been a pleasure talking with you, and thank you for being a leading example by rolling up your own sleeve. And we'll check back with you, see how you're feeling. But I want you to have a happy new year. I know I'm happy that you're going to be where you're supposed to be. And that's up in the White House. It's so good to talk with you. And Same happy here. new year. Same okay, here. Thank right. you. It was January 6, 2021, when the insurrection happened, where the sitting president of the United States incited a mob to storm the Capitol and threaten the lives of members of Congress. It was ugly. There were some actual white supremacists that thought they could overthrow our government, overturn an election on behalf of the worst president that we ever had in the history of the United States of America. But there was one person that was caught up in the middle of that rotunda that got pushed in to the rotunda because the crowd stormed the Capitol. His name is Armstrong Williams. He's a columnist. He is a broadcaster. He's a television guy. And of course, he's a friend, but we don't agree on anything because he's a super conservative. But his story is captivating and some things you've never heard before you're about to hear. He's on the line right now. Armstrong, how you doing, man? I am doing fine, Sir Parr. All right. When the insurrection went down, you were there. Where were you? Well, I, I was at the Capitol, Russ. Um as a broadcast journalist to cover the protest. Uh, uh, and so, you know, it's, what was fascinating is that we had been covering it all day and it was just natural that we ended up at the Capitol um, and everyone that was there. And we were back and forth on the steps of the Capitol and people were running up the steps trying to take pictures because they said it had never been that close to the Capitol before. And and but you know what was interesting about it? Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed a lot of military people on the Capitol steps, dressed in fatigues, gas mask on, covered, um, and it was just it was just it was just an eerie feeling. And so, and I realized that once um, you know the president had been maligning and undermining his vice president all during that week, mm-hmm. saying he had the kind of powers that he did not have. He had the power to. Um, to decertify Biden as the president yeah. and put it in his court to make him president again. And none of this was true. And many people thought that, and I was also when the president spoke um, at the White House and he encouraged people to go protest. But I think more importantly than that was what happened when uh, there was a social media alert on our Apple devices and it said that Vice President Pence would not stand in the way of President-elect become a president of the United States. And everything has changed, man. Everything just seemed like people just transformed. And so what happened was there were men and women, you could tell of military background, 
and and drew Americans that had per- from all over the country. Um, you could see that some of them I talked to, they come in caravans from the West Coast to attend and have their voices heard. And But un- unfortunately, um, the conversations was fine, but once it was the realization that Pence was not going to do the president's bidding, the experience became very unsettling. And as a result, it was very unsettling what happened next. And and, and this is not the news that I ex- expected have reported on that day, January 6th. But to me, integrity is of the utmost importance, particularly in today's age. And, it's, and it was so distressing, my eyewitness accounting of what I witnessed. And first and foremost, let me start by saying that, you know, I'm a patriot who has always venerated our military and the men and women who willingly lay down their lives so that we might live ours. And that very fact makes it so painful, even for me, to have to acknowledge, but it's just the truth. The riot, and it was a riot, was in part led and organized by men and women with ties to the military complex because, yes, it was. Because when we were standing there on the steps of the Capitol and they started shouting, I found myself between the protesters and the Capitol Center door with two or three Capitol Hill police, and they started shoving and pushing. You saw this guy in the da- gas mask. You saw them reach into their backpack and pull out this mace, and they started spraying the police. And, and then somebody said, where's the mace? Who has the mace? Who has the mace in their back? Who has the mace? And they started pulling it out, and they started spraying it. And it just was, it just became so they were, chaotic. They were and then prepared, they started, Armstrong. They were prepared. Oh, oh Russ, even deeper than that. They had ropes in their backpacks. You could see there were ladders lined up along the Capitol. You ask yourself, in the most secured area with 535 members of Congress, how in the world can anybody get on the Capitol premises with the ladders and no one not saying anything? And then you take the ropes out of your backpack and you start scaling the walls of the Capitol. And while I have never served myself, I know many veterans, Russ, and active service members. I consider them friends, and I hold them in the highest esteem. They're some of my best sources. I know how they speak. I know how they dress. Yeah. I can identify a service member or a former member in a cross simply by observing their distinct mannerism. Let me give you an example. The way that military officers describe problems as challenges, um, the way they use the 24-hour clock, the way that they are constantly observing and taking in those around them, and the way that they talk about logistics and tactics, you can, you can hear it. The shorter, more direct sentences that they use when involved in a job, from their choice of attire and footwear to the types of backpacks and the types of tattoos. If you have spent time amongst military personnel, identifying them becomes almost second nature. And my experience and observation at the right expose the hard truth that a lot of us in this country must confront. There were, without a doubt, many military men and women at the Capitol and law enforcement, right, and law enforcement, unfortunately. They were absolutely involved in the violence that ensued. They wow. were using tactic methods to sow chaos. They brought pepper spray and used it against the Capitol Police. They worked in shifts. They carried gear. And they came prepared. This was a riot that was well organized and well orchestrated, okay. and it was premeditated. Let me just say and this. I've reviewed. Let, let me just say this to you, Armstrong. I've said this on the radio, and I'm going to say it again. You know, this will never ever happen again. You know, it will never happen again. It will not happen with these kind of numbers. What percentage? And this 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 uh, sets up my question for you. In your estimation, what percentage of the crowd really wanted to go that far? Forty percent. Really? Yes, forty percent. Mm. 
if yeah. they could have gotten it. See, you have to understand this. See, you probably haven't seen this footage because I reviewed, reviewed to my displeasure the video that I took that day, and the video confirms for me that even more clearly what I expected at first glance. Uh, these American military ver- veterans were without a doubt involved in the structure and the violence, but let me be clear. There absolutely may have been some Antifa activists in the crowd, as well as there may have been people opposing as Trump supporters that were not. There are no doubt that the hundreds of things that I did not and could not see. But regardless of what I did see concern me, I have no doubt that 90% of the people engaged in that riding and leading the crowd were Trump supporters, and they were Trump supporters with military training. There is no doubt about that, because I spent so much time talking to them, and the Mm -hmm. issue was is that they were pushing their way, they forced their way, where the Capitol Hill police on the other side said, stand down, and they let them in, and so many were pushed in, but by the time we got inside, there were already 50 to 75 riders on the other side who had come from the other side of the Capitol. So while some of them forced their way in, um, if you look later at the videos, you could tell that some law enforcement officers were just gladly just letting them in. And let me just tell you, Russ, there were no magnetometers. You had had about a thousand people inside of the Capitol. There were no magnetometers. You have no idea who were carrying weapons and what kind of weapons they were carrying. They were able, can you imagine going to an airport? You can't even go to the Somebody opened the doors. And, and, And one of the things that has been coming out is that there are possible representatives, congresspeople, that gave him reconnaissance the day, two days before. Oh, that's Pelosi's office. That's Clyburn's office. This over here. Because inside the Capitol is almost like a labyrinth. You have to have you have to be familiar to be able to get around. Now, I know you know how to get around there because you've been through it many times. But a lot of those folks that got in there didn't know where to go. And, and that, that was interesting. But you're bringing up something that a lot of people are not saying and not, and not even bringing up to the forefront is that a lot of military folks who are conservative in nature but were radicalized by these lies. And they bought it. No, but it's, but Russ, Russ, it's even deeper than that. It's even deeper than that. I've thought about this. What people don't understand, just because you wear a law enforcement uniform, and just because you're 20,000 military men and women in the Capitol dressed in military outfits, it does not tell you where your loyalties lie. It doesn't tell you what your politics are. It doesn't tell you how disenfranchised you may feel. It doesn't tell you the wounds you wear when you've been hearing these moments about defund the police, beating up on the military, beating up on law enforcement. Many of these people empathize with a lot of the things that the president has been saying. And you can just tell. Uh, because look, the, the, the bottom line is, when the breaking news that several U.S. Capitol Police officers were under investigation for allegedly assisting protesters, it's troubling, but it shouldn't be surprising. This is the second most secure building in the world. There's no way a breach of that magnitude should have or could have occurred without assistance from inside. I spent many decades walking those halls, many decades. The security is near flawless when it needs to be, and Americans should be upset by this. There is no way, and you said it, it's like a labyrinth. There's no way they could find those offices, find those details, and because what happened when we first landed inside, people, some of them were awestruck. They started taking pictures. They started looking around. Like and somebody in the military, yeah, but somebody in the military yelled out, "What are you here for? You're not here for this." 
You're here to take this house back. Let's go find the, the, the traders. Let's go find them. Let's go find them. Let's go take care of this business. Let's take this back. They were demanding them. They were giving them orders. I heard it firsthand. So you went in with the, with the crowd. You, you got caught I up in the forced in. I got caught up in the crowd. I was forced in. We were there in my videographer. We were there. Yes, we were there. Nothing a lot of people don't know. The young lady, Ashley, that was shot trying to breach that security area because on the other side was the vice president and other lawmakers. She had no idea that the vice president and the lawmakers were there. What she was trying to do is break through that barrier so she could run down to the hall because she had already been told that there was a door that needed to be opened to allow other protesters to come in and flood the Capitol. She was trying to break through that barrier to let other protesters in. That's what she was trying to do. Armstrong, did they have weapons inside the rotunda? No guns, because if they did, nobody fired them. Listen, they knew the exact amount of damage they wanted to do, where they wanted to do the damage, to send the right message, and then they were going to back away. They knew exactly if they had guns, nobody ever pulled them out. Listen, there were pipe bombs, yes. They used those flags as weapons, yes. They took fire extinguishers. They, somehow or another, they knew where their fire extinguishers were, and they used them to spray on law enforcement, and they tried to beat law enforcement with the fire extinguishers. Armstrong, you're outraged. Oh, listen, it's America. I love this country. I mean, I can never, I, listen, I was so quiet, so numb. I didn't say a word when we were feminists because I was just, I was just shocked. I mean, you had all 535 members of Congress in there doing the business of Congress. It was the most, it was the most important, one of the most important days in our history. It had been talked about since the end of the 2020 elections. The president has raised these serious doubts about the fairness of the process. And in doing so, he gained the support of millions of Americans who voted for the president and agreed with his associations and ultimately his legal quest to challenge the results before the December 14th certification by the Electoral College. But every legal challenge made indirectly by Trump supporters are by his re-election campaign failed from Pennsylvania to Michigan to Arizona to Georgia and Nevada. And not a single legal challenge had ever proved fruitful, but it was not enough. He asked them to come, and he asked them to come on the January 6th, and he said, boy, it's going to be wild. He asked them to well, come. Well, they're advertising it. And, and, yes, and, yes. And Fox News and all the other, you know, Newsmax, they were promoting this. So this wasn't a surprise. That's why it was shocking that we were so unprepared. And I'm no, wondering no, if people, no, no, no. Or, or, or was that by design? No, 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 no. Listen, let me just tell you this, um, Russ. When you have the intelligence and the Capitol Hill police chief telling and law enforcement telling the army and other branches of government our intelligence services tells us that we're picking up on chatter where they're going to try to storm the capitol they're going to be riots of the capitol you've got lawmakers saying that the capitol hill police and other law enforcement agencies in washington dc i don't like what we're hearing we need to reinforce there is no way on the perimeter of the u.s capitol where i am all the time feminine i can barely get to this reflecting pool area because it's always locked down by police. That was so relaxed. There is no way that law enforcement did not prepare for thousands of people because there had to be at least 40 or 50,000 people. The fact that they did not prepare is that they did not want to prepare because they wanted them to get inside. This is a law enforcement issue. We saw issue. them opening doors. I have to ask yes. you this. These military people, do you think they were associated with any white supremacist groups? Listen, I'm not going to get into any of that. Well, All I'm I mean, going to you, tell you is You've got into that, a whole lot here, Armstrong. I mean, you always listen, listen, speculate I'm, on I'm stuff. Not, I, I'm not going to get into labeling people. All I know is that they were criminals. 
They were thugs. They breached the security. They were uh, they were on uh, they were they were unlawful. That is why they're being um, um, people looking for different images of the people who were in there looking at pictures because people are taking snapshots. And these people are going to be punished for what they the crimes they committed on have that day. Have you been I'm not contacted call- by law enforcement because you have footage? No comment. Okay. Um. But so I'm, I'm just here to tell you that was, and you can still tell, you can still tell. I am still emotional about I, it I because know, I I've, could not I believe it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Listen, I may be what I may be conservative, but look, country first, mm. democracy first. Yeah. I made it clear that when Biden and Harris won, they would be my president and vice president of the United States. And if you look at my my tweets, my postings since yep. election, I've never backed away from that. I've lost thousands of followers. I've been called a traitor, but I don't mind. It's country first. But what I saw in that Capitol, just think about this. Had the military done their job, had law enforcement done that job, when they pushed us through the door, we all should have been shot at least something. I actually thought I was going to be shot when that door opened. I said, oh, my God, I think this is it. Because I was caught, I was sandwiched in it. And then when it opened and all of a sudden, people, we were greeted with hugs and high fives. I said, oh my goodness. Wow. What is going on here? Yes, wow. we were. Hey, Armstrong, listen, I, I want to tell you, man, I, I appreciate the firsthand account. I, I don't know why I didn't think to call you because I know you take your cameras everywhere. I know you're always in the middle of stuff. I had no idea that you were in the middle of that. And what you're saying Everybody is starting to come to the conclusion that this was well orchestrated. These guys had plastic zip ties. They had walkie talkies. They were communicating. It was organized. With that being said, President Trump should be punished some kind of way rather than get on his horse and, you know, gallop back to Mar-a-Lago. It just, you know, it just seems like this guy has nine lives. It never ends. The Trump era is over. Punishing him, you bring about more resentment. It's also still is part of his constituency. And what is the least thing that they can do not to bring about a more fractured and divided nation instead of feeling their anger and feeling their angst? I think it's just there's a lot of debate going on between the speaker, the Senate, and majority minority leader. And I just think that buying deep down, does not want to have this bill over. I guess it's a distraction, but we have to hold people accountable. We can't just let people like, hey, you can do this anytime you want. You can decide a crime. But they impeached them. Yeah, but you know, they impeached them before. You know, and that's that's the issue. Let me just say, first of all, I'm glad that you're safe because you're my friend. That's number one. Number two, I do know that there are so many Republicans that are now starting to go, did he lie to us? And that's blowing my mind because everything is Googleable. And I, he, did, are you telling me the president lied to me? How can you not know when you can actually see it for yourself? When a man says one thing and then two seconds later says just the opposite, you can't put that together and you got smart military. I come from a military family. My father was an officer in the Air Force and he had to deal with a lot of this you know, strict conservatism, and, and it hurt him in the long run. But at the same time, he knew he had to deal with it. Just what happened to the discipline? What happened to taking an oath to the Constitution? Brother, I appreciate Thank it, man. You. you take care of yourself. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's a new day in America, and hopefully the new administration can make the necessary changes to make us feel 
good about America again. January 6th will go down as a day in infamy. January 6th, 2021. That's when a bunch of yahoos stormed the Capitol. And now you're starting to see the real colors of your former leader, number 45. And those colors are yellow because that's what he did. He tucked tail and he ran. He was yellow. He told you he was going to walk to the Capitol steps with you. And he didn't. And you got used. Now, you just got through hearing me talking to Armstrong Williams, who was right there in the rotunda at the Capitol, forced inside. And he said it was military people that were basically running everything. They were rubbing bags of shit on the wall, peeing everywhere, desecrating any portrait that had a black person in it, desecrating a statue, I believe, of John Lewis. You guys were used. You yahoos that came from West Virginia and Montana and and Michigan, you got used. They didn't share any information with you because they didn't think you were bright enough to retain it to follow the plan. Because a lot of y'all walked into the Capitol, followed the cordon off walkway, taking pictures like you were tourists. And they're sitting up there yelling at you, these officers and these uh, military people yelling at you. What are you doing? This is not what we came here for. And some of you are like, well, what did we come here for? You got used. Now you see number 45 basically used you and bent you over. Now you see that he's about himself. Five people died. And we got members of Congress that are complicit. They have blood on their hands and they should be held accountable. Because if we do nothing, a foreign adversary thinks, oh, they're weak. We could just walk through the front door. This just cannot sit still. And all these Republicans talking about, oh, you want to impeach the president. What about unity? Fuck unity. What was unity for the last four years in Charlottesville, in Pittsburgh, El Paso? Where was unity? You enabled this motherfucker, man. That's what y'all did. And here we are, sitting here, five people dead and democracy in shambles. The only silver lining is 45 is out, 46 is in. It's going to take President Joe Biden some time to correct all the fucked up shit Trump did. The former president of the United States needs to be brought up on charges. Senator Hawley and Cruz They need to be expelled. Those representatives in the House that basically gave fuel to the lie of voter improprieties and knowing it was a lie need to go expelled or just kicked out by any means necessary. People need to pay for people losing their lives. This wasn't a joke. We can't continue to turn our cheeks and pretend like it didn't happen. So when you heard Armstrong Williams talking about how this was orchestrated and the people that were really involved running things were former military, they were serious. All those other people that were following all the lies and all the bullshit got used. And what you got now? What do you got? 
hopefully some prison time. <laughs> Look at me on social media. I'm holding up Nancy Pelosi's, like, uh, her laptop. <laughs> yeah. You bust it yourself. Not surprising. For years, you vote against your best interests. Trump doesn't give a damn about you. He can't relate to you. The tax cuts were for his rich friends. What did you get? You got to storm the Capitol while your kids are at home starving because of his policies. You're an American too. Some of you are racist. Some of you are not. But you had former military. You had white supremacists, neo-Nazis. All of you thinking that I'm a victim. I'm losing what was given to me that I never had to work for. But I'm sorry. The gravy train is over. You should have went and got an education when you had all, you're afforded all the opportunities. Everybody giving you handouts, letting you into colleges. Have no brains. So here you are, skillless, mouth breathing, fighting for someone who doesn't give a shit about you. Your window of opportunity has closed. So you might want to blend in. We have a new regime. Put up the sheets. Hide the tattoos, put on a suit, and fake it again. Make America fake again. When all you racists and all you neo-Nazis go back into hiding, fake it. What we saw on January 6, 2021 will never, ever happen again. We did the experiment with a reality TV star. The experiment failed. Now America can pick ourselves up and rebuild and get our shit together. That's my rant. Thanks for listening to the Russ Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and give us a rating and let everyone in your circle know about the Russ Podcast. We'll be dropping Russ's rants occasionally, so make sure you check that out. And a new episode each week. Check me out during the weekday mornings on the Russ Par Morning Show, syndicated nationally. Make sure you follow us on all socials at Russ Par Show. Thanks again, y'all.